Hello, strangers, and welcome to the Strange Horizons Fun Drive Poetry Podcast for 2015. Congratulations on unlocking this goal, and I look forward to presenting this poetry to you. First off, we have The Truth of Briars, written by Jane Yolen and read by Chiro Flanza. Jane writes poetry for both children and adults. She's a past winner of the Science Fiction Poetry Association's Rising Award for short poems, Dwarf Star Award for poems under 10 lines, as well as being named by the association as a Grand Master of Science Fiction and Fantasy Poetry. She's a frequent poetry contributor to such genre magazines as Asimov, Mythic Delirium, and Goblin Fruit. She has over 350 books published, a huge number of them poetry. Her books have won the Caldecott and Christopher Medal, the Jewish Book Award, and two of her stories were Nebula winners. Three of her books won the Mythopoeic Award. She was named a winner last year of the New England Public Radio's Arts and Humanities Award, and her Skylark Award set her good coat on fire. That's followed by B. Rashid, written and read by Julia Burns Lieberman. Julia is an artist who lives in Malden, Massachusetts, with three hockey players and a large collection of rocks. Her art can be viewed at p-e-l-a-g-i-e-l-l-a-designs.tumblr.com. This is her first published poem. After that, we have Saturn Devouring His Young, written and read by Carlos Hernandez. When he's not writing SFF, Carlos works as an associate professor of English at the City University of New York, with appointments at BMCC and the Graduate Center. He's also a game designer and lead writer on Meriwether, a Lewis and Clark CRPG. His first collection of short stories, The Assimilated Cuban's Guide to Quantum Santeria, will be published by Rosarium in January 2016. Then we have The Changeling's Gambit, written by Sasha Kim and read by A.J. Odasso. Sasha Kim is currently a junior at Ringling College, studying illustration. When not wrestling with art, she drinks too much tea, reads, and can sometimes be coaxed into writing as well. This is her first published poem. Next, we have Nettlestung, written and read by Shweta Narayan. Shweta was born in India and has lived in Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, the Netherlands, Scotland, and California. They feel kinship with shapeshifters and other liminal beings. Shweta was the Octavia Butler Memorial Scholarship recipient at Clarion 2007, was shortlisted for the 2010 Nebula Awards, and co-edits the zine Stone Telling. Their work has appeared in The Moment of Change, The Beastly Bride, Tales of the Animal People, Clockwork Phoenix 3, Steampunk 2, Steampunk Reloaded, The Mammoth Book of Steampunk, Steam-Powered Lesbian Steampunk Stories, the Apex Book of World SF2, Nebula Awards Showcase 2012, Breaking the Bow, Speculative Fiction Inspired by the Ramayana, and We See a Different Frontier, a Post-Colonial Speculative Fiction Anthology. Finally, we have Three Principles of Strong Building, written and read by Rose Lemberg. Rose is a queer immigrant from Eastern Europe. Her work has appeared in Apex, Strange Horizons, Beneath Ceaseless Skies, 
Interfictions, and other venues. Rose edits Stonetelling, a magazine of boundary-crossing poetry, with Shwetanarian. She has edited Here We Cross, an anthology of queer and gender-fluid speculative poetry from Stonetelling, Stonebird Press, and The Moment of Change, an anthology of feminist speculative poetry, Aqueduct Press, and is currently editing a new fiction anthology, An Alphabet of Embers. You can find Rose at her website and on Twitter, at Rose Lumberg, and support her on Patreon. Now, settle in. Let's begin. The Truth of Briars by Jane Yolen The truth of briars she had to have run through. Adrian Rich Here is what I know about briars. They are democratic. All who run through them are equally scratched, even the clothed ones, even the ones well-suited in fur. They are sympathetic, for they smile deep into the skin, finding blood more moving than tears. They are necrotic, dealing death in small doses like an unfriendly doctor or a vampire already satiated with blood. They are neurotic, refusing like a toddler at the table to eat anything green. The truth about briars is both simple and complex. They hold fast till the tear or tears make them let go, like the prince, like me, like you. Beret Sheet by Julia Burns Lieberman This is how it was for Lilith, first-born human daughter of the Lord, first wife to a man whose name was Mud. She was born into the orgasm of life, the entire world stroking her towards devotion. Thereafter, she spent the rest of her existence searching for the exaltation of her first breath. She thought that Adam had felt it too, that he recalled the rapturous breath of God upon his skin, remembered standing in the glory of creation, filled with the ecstasy of living. She hoped that together they might reassemble enough parts to make the whole of it, to recreate the awe of entering the universe. But he did not know, and he did not remember, and his idea of pleasure was so small it bored her. And that was why she had left Adam in the garden behind. He did not remember the feeling any more than he could re-deliver it. Every time she returns to Eden, after years of searching for slivers of satisfaction, she sits beneath the tree of knowledge, she touches herself, eating of its many fruits, peaches, mangoes, pomegranates, and figs. She is trying to find the one that will teach her how to return to the beginning. The Changeling's Gambit by Sasha Kim Read by H.J. Odasso They don't tell you the circle of mushrooms may as well be inevitable. Seasons will choke, leaving husks dense with regret. They don't tell you to save yourself. You must be willing to succumb to the pull. Drowning is not so easy as gulping water or falling. Listen, it does not matter where you step. Outcomes are different than conclusions. Your surrender... Affirmation, 
recourse. And perhaps when your lungs flood with regret and the surge of air rests away your pauses, you will be redeemed. Infinite circles never unravel. Saturn Devouring His Young by Carlos Hernandez I leave the face for last. It's ethical. With a blade forged from a newborn star, I cut away the countenances of my children and hang them on the wall so they can watch me eat their bodies. Yes, their faces live. No violation of the flesh as crude as this can do them lasting harm. It hurts as much as mortal pain. They just survive it. They wail, these babes, with toothless, gaping mouths, and beg me not to take my dire dinner. I shrug apologetically and fork a lotus-languid body from the bowl of infant bodies to my plate. A girl, though I cannot tell which one without the face. I saw a leg, and yes, poor Venus screams. I bite through ankle bone and eat the foot. I do not chew. I swallow whole as much as the gullet I was born with would allow. I'm minimizing agony, I swear. Not that my suffering sons and daughters care. Mars swears to take revenge. Diana plots her tenfold retribution with her eyes. But Vulcan's tearless consternation hurts the most. He can't believe my cruelty. Sweet child that he is, will always be. This savagery is not my own, my son. Savagery is our context. We compete to keep our power. We will not die. Instead, we will live to witness our irrelevance. You too, someday. Will you not fight to keep your purpose in the universe? You will. No deed will seem too monstrous to prevent your disassociation, preordained though it may be. I know this meal's futile. There lies at the bottom of my bowl a swaddled stone where Jupiter should be. Your mother spirited him away in hope that he will someday save you all. He will. He'll poison me, and from me all of you will issue fully formed and be reborn. On that day, children, remember what you saw today, how I deliberately confessed the weakness that has turned me cannibal. Then ask yourself, would I not do the same? You will. In time, for I am time, and know the baleful need to live inside us all. Three Principles of Strong Building by Rose Lemberg Three Syllables One, the earth is the foundation of the mind, and the mind of building. The earth is mother birthing stone from seed. The earth is father, birthing seed from stone. The earth is parent to the seed, this moonstone, shining with a latent gleam, invisible, but to a mighty eye that reads within each seed its ancestry, back to the dawn of time, before the first seed fell into the endless void, creating land. 2. The earth, the mind, and a building are structured alike. A latent grid, invisible to all, but a most powerful eye, that web of weights 
unfelt, unknown, but to a mighty mind. It is upon a grid that names a light. 3. A magical grid of latent lines is at the foundation of these three most fundamental endeavors. The land, which is the deed of the powers, the mind, which is the deed of the land, and strong building, which is the deed of people. The grid of land was formed when all was still. The powers rotted out of breath and dust before the first ones witnessed what was done, before the first ones stepped upon the land. Onto the grid of land the first ones spoke. The people summoned to that holy deed, called from the stars and from the dreaming waste, called from beyond the veils of sundering wave. They spoke their deep names then and lit the land from south to north to buzz with their own words, to lay in stillness in the absence of their words, in languages of silence, each their own. Two syllables. One. As strong builders' first act of creation is to take deep names, these foundations of power to alight on the strong builder's own naming grid. This act of creating the self upon the foundation supplied by the land. This act of creating the self who can act magically becomes in itself a foundation for any future acts of building. A latency has formed the soul from land, unborn and yet now yearning to be found and through both choice and learning to be bound to this enormous art, how to command the soil and silt and rock, to comprehend the speech of brick and beam by one's own mind, both stone and mortar, to imbue with light. 2. The best configuration for a strong builder is the builder's triangle, a configuration of three dip names with one, two, and three syllables, the perfectly stable foundation from which to act further. One syllable. A power that acts rashly is too strong. It will subdue and conquer all for naught. Destructive power hardly leaves a trace. Destructive power is destroyed by death. One syllable. Two syllable. Curbed by compassion, action is not rash. It guides and guards and wisely weighs its truths. And yet this power seldom leaves a trace. A kind dominion to destroyed by death. One syllable, two syllable, three syllable. Three syllable, a weak but crafty name that lends its firmness, firmness to the stronger two. The self may pass, but what the self has wrought endures in stone beyond the builder's death. One syllable, one. Acting inwards, the strong builder takes deep names for their own mind. Acting outwards, the strong builder then creates deep names to alight upon the grids of building. Created from one's core, string of names alights upon the grid of structures built from stone and wood, from straw and sand and silt, from mud and brick, the power of the mind created from one's core. This work remains in building stately, subtle 
plain and grand, in buildings that take root inside the land, in buildings that took shape inside the mind. The land and mind and building are aligned. Stability and movement made a light that shall endure. The land to guard the mind that has created building with its might, that has created building from its core. Nettlestung by Shweta Narayan for H. They tell the story wrong. We were meant to be swans, spiders, peacocks, vixens, snakes. We shifted one to the other to the other, weavers of silken stories slipping free of every loom fluid under Soma's tidal gaze. They didn't know we spoke, howls, chitters, foreign gabble, till they trapped us in nettles, shaped us with pain, bound our tongues and tails, and called us saved. This isn't my story. My mother lost her mother's words. My nettle-stung tongue lost hers. I speak as they taught me, and I ripped their shirt off years ago, scratch bloody welts that bind my shape. They stripped our feathers, broke our jaws on their unrounded words, left us wingless to mumble, stumble, cringe in English only, stole our tails to study. We own only our silences now, but snakes sting back. We'll crush their tongue in our coils, swallow whole, and use their words to say they tell the story wrong. Welcome back. Congratulations on all the poems. Thank you to everybody who has supported us so far and made it possible for us to bring not only this bonus content to you, but the magazine week after week for the last 15 years. What did you think of these poems? Go to the website and leave a comment, either on the poems themselves or on the podcast, and let us know. While you're there, check our progress on the fun drive, and don't forget to donate and tell all of your friends to support us. One last time, thank you so much for your support. And until you hear me again, stay strange.